Hello and welcome everyone to the new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurélien uh, coming up with a course. The course will be in the sh show notes. Um, I'm here with Glenn, uh, glennsutherland.com and Darcy, darcywhite.ca. And today we will be discussing limiting beliefs. Who would like to get started? Ooh, I'd love to. I usually get, uh, sit back and hit cleanup or so, or in the middle. Um, this is like super shorthand. This is uh, Psych 101. Uh, everyone's heard of Carl Jung. They know his uh, dream theories probably and archetypes theory. Um, but Jung in a, in, in a thumbnail print here, this is really breezy, says that our, belie our beliefs that we have, whether limiting or extending beliefs, are the aggregate of our remembered conscious and unconscious experiences. They're a mixture of both. Whether you acknowledge them, your unconscious experiences, or your conscious ones, ones that you can remember and you know articulate, it's all of them. And recent you know uh, theories acknowledge that our body itself, the skin and bones and the flesh, the animate being that we are, it has memory, rather of trauma and of of good memories. So between what we can remember, our unconscious self, and our body itself, is this memory of who we are, this thing where we carry around our beliefs. Now, they could be explicit beliefs that are taught to us through courses of philosophies and religions or facts or science, or just things that we think, superstition, um, whatever else, our wild opinions, like my crazy thoughts on allergies, which we won't get into. Um, so you can't just unbelieve. You can't just take something out. Imagine yourself as a super sophisticated hard drive. You don't just pull stuff off. Even if you erase it, you erase the access to it, but it's not gone. But what you can do is overlay it and you can put stuff on top of it and you can replace beliefs until at some point, the part that you didn't believe or the different belief you had has been largely replaced by another belief, a better belief. I believe in this. This is a progressive idea. And this is where the basis of psychotherapy and counseling is that you can improve your beliefs to have better life and control the bad parts of your life and improve your life. I think this is totally relevant to our business because one of the things that we find out from most people that they correspond to us or we meet in cocktail parties and the guys will confirm this is that people are afraid. Our biggest beliefs are around fear and uncertainty things that we're afraid of. We're afraid of being embarrassed. We're afraid of looking stupid. We're afraid of failing. We're afraid of losing our money. And when it comes to real estate and investing and running a business or managing business, there's a lot of opportunities to fail. And I think people are rightly afraid. They're afraid of uncertainty. So my only point today is to address that measure of uncertainty to replace one belief with another. And the way that you do it, um, the guys are gonna talk about their courses, this is not a paid advertisement, but I'm sure they're going to mention it. They have to. Um, is you replace a bad memory with a better one, a bad experience with a better experience. That's the only way that you can refer to a different memory to get you over the hump. These limiting beliefs are about usually about bad memories and uncertainty caused by them. So here's an example. Um, when I was 16 years old, I had a driver's license. We moved down from a small town, Golden, British Columbia. People know it from the Trans-Canada Highway. And usually most people's cars break down somewhere close to there and they spend a night in Golden at Mary's Motel. Uh, small town, less than 2,000 people. Um, and I moved to Maple Ridge, which is a suburb of Vancouver, which to me was huge. Went from a town that had two stoplights to one that on our street had a stoplight. And 
I was in grade 12. I had a date. I was going downtown for dinner and uh, to see a band. The band was at the Orpheum. It's right downtown. If anyone knows Vancouver, it's a series of one-way streets going north and south. For me, in my 66 Chevelle muscle car, it's terrifying. How do I get from Maple Ridge to downtown? So this is, I've replaced one scary memory of driving downtown and getting lost earlier, a month earlier, with a better memory. My generous father, who's an excellent driver and a good dad, said, wait, wait, when's your date? Friday. Okay. So Sunday afternoon before the date, because I'm a long range planner, Sunday afternoon before the date, my dad drove downtown. Here's the route you're going to take. In my car, I drove, he's in the right seat, turn here. Here's the turn off to the freeway. Take the freeway, take this exit here. You can park in one of these three places. You're going to need, you know, coins for, this is back in 1980, 79. You're going to need coins for parking. This is your route. This is the way you're going to get to the restaurant. And this is the way you're going to get home to take her home so that you won't get lost. So I replaced a scary memory of uncertainty and getting lost in downtown Vancouver with a better memory which I referred to. And he, he would point out, here's your, he knows I'm terrible with directions. He knows this. You're going to turn here. You're going to see this building. You're turning at these um, landmarks. So landmarks in this extended long story metaphor are just experiences along the way that remind you of how you succeeded in the past. So you replace an old memory with a better memory. In this case, a better memory of driving downtown and returning successfully uh, here's a, here's the update on the story because everyone's hanging. How did the date go, Darcy? Well, here's it. Who was great? Band was great. Great. Didn't get lost. Never got a second date. So, you know, it's a 75% win or a total loss. Not sure. Depends on your criteria for success. She didn't want to go out with me again. But, you know, I'm okay with that. Guys, how do you see limiting beliefs? Well, I don't know. If we're going to touch on the kind of points that you were talking about. Um, I think part of it is, yeah, it's about reprogramming yourself to, to be able to think better. Right. Um, and sometimes it's just about being around people who are doing bigger things than you or doing the things you want to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's also about making corrections to yourself all the time, realizing what you're doing, realizing what you're thinking and adjusting your thoughts. And it doesn't really make any change quickly. But over time, you will find that you actually think differently. Um, and what I really notice it is if you go and hang out with someone you haven't hung out with in 10 years, and then you get back to talking about things that you don't matter to you anymore, and the the level of what their goals are, what their everything, what their whole perspective is, is completely different. And it used to be what you were all about. And things have, you just evolved. Right. Uh, and it just happens with steps, slowly thinking about this. I think Ari's more of the the, the pro on the the, the mental Mindset. side. Of this. Yeah. yeah. But I, that honestly, it's just about, for me, it's about making small, lots and lots of small changes, thinking about how you react to situations, um, thinking about how you should have reacted and try to make an adjustment for next time, right? Thinking about what your goals are, thinking about what is stopping you from doing something. Whenever you think you can't do something, try to step back and think, why can't I do it? Or how could I do it instead, right? How could I, you know, like that apartment building is way too intimidating. Well, what is the, the what's holding it up? Like, is it, is just the money? Is it, you know, something in your, that's like, been ingrained in you as a child, right? Um, what is it? Try to define it. 
then try to see how you can work on it or bring in someone else who has the opposite side of what you need, right? And just uh, figuring out how. What's that? How instead of, anyway, there's some sort of saying about that. Anyway, go ahead, Art. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those uh, mindset topics. And uh, 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 I think, so for me, I know that I had, uh, I used to be um, an employee and uh, I used to be a teacher, which is uh, you have a lot of freedom in what you do and you don't really have um, somebody you report to. But then I had an experience working at a foundation where I had a supervisor uh, and it took a lot of uh, mindset shift for me to be uh, to to move away from being an employee to working for myself and, and being self-sufficient. And I had to um, and I think I had to push through some of the limiting beliefs I had uh, around it. And uh, uh, I know I used prayer. Uh, I meditated time to time to reflect meditation understood as a uh, reflecting, you know, uh, taking some time to uh, to envision, okay, how, how would it look like if, if I was to do it myself and, 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 and several iteration of this so that I've, I would feel more and more comfortable. Um, and another example, uh, it was with, uh, with commercial real estate, you know, uh, I had some limiting beliefs as, as, as in, you know, you need a lot of money down, uh, vacancies are a killer, uh, you, but then the, you know, you start learning more. And I think learning education is a great way um, to uh, to empower yourself, to empower oneself so that you can see, you know, how those risks you see that may hinder your action are actually uh, <clears throat> things you can mitigate with knowledge yeah. and certain actions. Like, for example, vacancies are a killer. Then you can look at properties that have multiple tenants and, and you look at the vacancy rate, you know, for the typical for the, the the particular asset you you want to invest in and i was reading a book called uh, who not how by a fellow canadian uh, for collaboration with dan sullivan and uh, ben hardy dr ben hardy and and it pushed through some limit there is a way to push through some limiting beliefs by either hiring or partnering with the right who's um, you can have a greater vision a greater purpose and 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 get those to to become reality if you find the right partners to do those with you and like glenn was saying i think it's key to be very mindful of who you surround yourself with and who you share your dreams with because some people will support you uh, i have a friend who calls them anchors and balloons there are balloons that will help you lift you and others will be anchors and will try to uh, you know like crabs will try to keep you in the in the cage and um and it's good to surround oneself with people that can identify those limiting beliefs you may have that can help push you through them. Um, for example, another be limiting beliefs I, I see is, uh, oh, I can't afford it. You know, this has to be, this has to do with, um, so that you can solve that with the who not how, but also, uh, you know, um, uh, there is this idea of the abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset. And that that's something I had to work through myself. And yeah. to put in the author again, you know, Ben Hardy and Dr. Dr. Ben Hardy and Ben Sullivan, they have a book coming out soon called the 10, 10X is easier than 2X. And it's uh, it talks about this. And I, and I really look forward to, to reading that book because I, I read Who Not How and he really had a, an impact on me. And the, the last one I... Two, two, two couple of things still. Um, 
there is the imposter syndrome uh and i, I I've, I've i've had that and uh, the imposter syndrome is uh, can be seen as a signal that you're stepping outside your comfort zone and and that you need again to push through those actions those actions you're, you're scared of taking because uh, on the other side you know is the idea also that you can you know fail fast you know if you're trying a new venture you're trying something out uh push push through it and lastly, um, for coaches in sports, uh, they try to, uh, you know, there is this idea of envisioning oneself, taking the actions. And, and it's, I do that too when I, when I, when I do business. I, I set time aside and I, I envision myself taking the actions. How does it feel? How do I feel as I take the action? Those actions that I don't feel yet comfortable taking. And by envisioning it, I feel a little more confident uh, taking those actions. And one last limiting belief I had was I remember, so I like the idea of, uh, you know, growing a portfolio. And I, I thought there was a, a maximum number of units you can you could possibly handle. But as you learn more, as I learn more about business, I realized that you can put systems in place so that there are actually benefits to owning more properties, more units. You can have economies of scales and, uh, and uh, yeah, it's not you dealing, doing all the actions that are required. You know, you you can delegate, and again, you know, the, the who not how. That's good. Good stuff. That's good. When you're like getting that imposter syndrome, does that mean you're close, or that you should keep going? Is that sort of like the you're you know you're close to something? You should, you know if you feel like you're doing that, and you're like just. That's the way I want to look at it. Yeah, I think it's it's like fear. Fear is an indicator. You know, it's it's uh, deep down in us. You know, when we are fear, fear, fight or flight reaction. You know, there is there is fear that something uh, we we feel threatened. Maybe it's an old version of ourselves that feels threatened. Maybe that sure. needs room for a new ver a newer version, uh, a greater version. Yeah. No, that's good. I think it. You know, for me, the um, you're always. I, I'm very optimistic. So the imposter syndrome, syndrome, as I understand it, when I bump into it, none of us are as good as we want to be, but we are becoming better. So I often bump into it when there's something new, that uncertainty of a new adventure or um, a difficult conversation or something says, you know, who are you to say this or who are you to, you know, what is, what is your experience in this thing? You won't, it's one of those catch 22s. You won't get the experience until you walk through it, until you do it. Um, and it is scary and it is uncertain. And I can, you know, there's lots of times I've undertaken things that I don't know the outcome. And I'm, I'm a person by nature, might seem that I like risk, but I don't. Um, I take measured risks that is knowledgeable and contained. Um, I have friends that take way more risks. I'm actually quite careful. Um, so I don't undertake something unless I have a reasonable chance of security and then I'm going to make a success of it. But even then there's still risk involved and that imposter feeling that you might be faking it until you're making it. There's a measure of, of truth to that, that you enter into something that you don't know yet. But I mean, that's the adventure. That's the uh, learning curve. That's the, the place where you're going to actually find something new and create and all creative ventures, business, art, uh, relationships require a measure of faith and stepping into the unknown and doing it. Um, everybody that's done it is surprised that they have the capacity for it to do better. If that's the one thing, that's that flush of success. I, I talked to a friend last week who for her 60th 
went down to Texas to visit her daughter and her son-in-law never told her partner that what she really was going down there for to do was to get far enough away from her people that were afraid for her so that she could jump out of a plane and try parachuting. She did it. She said it was absolutely exhilarating. It was the best feeling in her life. In 60 years, it was the most exhilarating feeling in her life. There's loads of uncertainty, tons of fear. There's limiting beliefs that the parachute won't work, that the plane's going to wreck, that you're just, it's, you know, or the, you know, worse, that you're going to cry all the way down, that you're going to hate it, that your heart's going to stop. Everything she was afraid of, none of it actually realized. She was strapped to an expert, jumped out of a plane. She said, exhilarating. It felt like flying for her. It was a lifelong achievement that she now looks back five months later on and said, it's the best experience of my life. And she counted within that the birth of her three children, her four grandchildren and the mar and her marriage and other things. This is a barn on this is the best experience of my life, which that's possible. Those best experiences lie before us. If we have the courage to take on the uncertainty, deal yeah, with it and step into it. With this idea of, you know, uh, when you're faced with new, uh, new situations that, that scare you, you know, lean on those past experiences where, mm -hmm. you know, you were afraid, but you, you did it. Yeah. They take you so far, but I think it's true. You're going to have to step into uncertainty and fear uh, to experience new things. Um, I wouldn't be who I am without lots of difficult conversations and scary actions. And none of them are illegal. Let's be clear, but <laughs> scary for me. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I had very limited skills. I'm still grateful that my work only requires grade six or seven math because you don't want to see what my grade 12 math mark was. So for any of my investors out there, please, everything I have done is checked by others that are way better at math than me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in and, uh, um, yeah, if you want us to cover any topics you have uh, or questions you have about real estate investing, feel free to email us advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It's advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It would be our pleasure to cover them during the show. See you next week. Thanks, Bye, everybody. everybody.